It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about eternal hope. Thank you, Gavin, and this is Evelyn. I've been out for a while, and I'm happy to be home. <laughs> oh, Miss Evelyn, so happy to see you. Well, it's, uh, you know, when you get old, uh, and I will have that 90th birthday in just a couple of months, that's hard to believe. <laughs> I, I didn't think, I'd have taken better care of myself if I was I think you've taken great care of yourself, Miss Evelyn. Friends, this is Love Talk, and we have the First Lady of Love back in studio with us today, Evelyn Davison. It is so great to see your face, Miss Evelyn. You look beautiful, as oh, always. She's got on her um, animal print mask today, <laughs> looking so good, looking so good. We're so grateful that you are back. And on the line with us, Love Talk friends, we have our great friend, Kathy Anderbrock. Hey, Kath. Welcome. Hey, guys. It's just like a, a party on the air. I'm so excited to be with you. And, you know, we've been all December long, and I, I actually got a text just this week saying, when is Miss Evelyn going to be back on? And oh. I thought, oh, soon, soon. Anyway, I told her that we were just so excited that we were going to have her for our Christmas program and our New Year's program. So uh-huh. we're just so thrilled about that. Um, Miss Evelyn, it's great to be with you well, and you. Um, in studio. We're talking about eternal hope, a, a Christmas invitation. And, you know, Carrie and I have just been hoping to have you back with us for these last few weeks. And we've been um, on our knees and just uh, praying that your time away would be a wonderful time away with the Lord, that he would just strengthen you and um, and return you to us, and I'm just so grateful that we get to see those answered prayers today. And friends, thank you so much for joining us here on Love Talk on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership this Christmas season, and uh, just so glad to be together. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful time in Texas. God is working. Kathy, I cannot believe that we are a mere, uh, what, six days away from Christmas. It, it's unbelievable. Here we are. I feel that way, too. I, yes. It's just, where did it come from? You know, I love <laughs> We lost the whole year. Looking well, my <laughs> house looks it too. I'm, we, I told Van this morning, I said, "Honey, we got to, you got to get all that stuff together and get it off the dining table." <laughs> he said, "Well, I'm going to put it on the the kitchen table." <laughs> that's I how said, things, okay, okay. That's, that's how things go in our house too, Miss Evelyn. I live in stacks and piles. Like mm. you know, I have a stack of mail and a stack of things I need to go through. And I, every day I'll be like, "Okay, I'm going to get to that. Okay, I'm going to get to that." And I just keep putting more things in that stack and in that pile. I I don't know if you do that, friends, but uh, sometimes I live in stacks and piles, and it feels so good to clear those away and get those put away um, and, you know, just organize those. But we hope that you are enjoying this Christmas season and looking forward to things to come. Kathy, today, hope, a Christmas invitation. Yes. So, you know, I just want to say Merry Christmas, friends. You know, I know that Carrie and I have said it a few times, but now we have Miss Evelyn in the studio. So all three of us say to you, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. And a Happy New Year. (laughs) I'm not not on something today. (laughs) Van asked me, I was so excited we were coming in, and he said, how long has it been you've been there? And I said, I don't know. I can't count that high. (laughs) Well, I will tell you. 
It has been long enough that you right. haven't been well, here, so we're glad to have you here. And uh, you know, I always get get back to this: what am I celebrating at Christmas? And friends, we ask mm-hmm. ourselves, what are we celebrating? And Christmas is about celebrating the birth of Christ, the Savior of the world. He, when we think about Christ and all of His different titles, this is what comes to mind again and again: that He is the light of the world, that He has come to illuminate the darkness, and and Christmas comes. Every single year with special invitations and a very special invitation from the Lord of hosts himself. He is the most amazing Christmas host, and we are going to talk about that in the program today. And um, when we think about the light of Christ, uh, we can know that he has come to remove all darkness in our hearts and in the world. And so we can celebrate with joy this good news. It's good news not just for us, but it's good news for all humanity. Christmas season is a season of light. And we as disciples of Christ are called to illuminate our families, our cities, our nation, all of the earth. We are light when we stand for truth and when we illuminate the way for others. We are light when we deliver hope and dispense reasons to smile. And Miss Carrie and or Miss Evelyn and Carrie, I was going through, I found this amazing quote from this pastor, uh, this English pastor in 1859. He wrote this paper on hope and he, he did this beautiful metaphor. He said, fear is the shadow of doubt, but hope is the sunshine of faith. And I thought, that is something that Miss Evelyn would say, that hope is the sunshine of faith. And so, friends, we we want to shine bright, and especially, you know, in our last um, interview with a Romanian... A Romanian national, he talked about all the persecution that's happening in, in the in the in the world. And one in eight Christians worldwide face persecution and we're at the highest level of persecution in the history of the faith. But we have the privilege today of enjoying religious liberty in the United States. We can openly celebrate the birth of Christ and share that celebration and the hope of Christmas with our neighbors at this Christmas season. That is incredible privilege and blessing. Absolutely. And our key verse for today is, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness On them has light shone, Isaiah 9, verse 2. You know, Kathy mentioned the interview that we did last week um, with Sebastian Veduva, Dr. Sebastian Veduva, just a a phenomenal interview um, from Romania. If you missed that interview, I encourage you to go back to lovetalknetwork.com, back to our archives, and find that because you will absolutely be blessed by the things that he said and the things that he's teaching. Just absolutely wonderful man. You know, Miss Evelyn, when we were off air, um, you said something. I always write down the little things that you say, and you said, God woke me up today to give me a knee to kneel and footprints to put in the mud. Oh. A knee to kneel and footprints <laughs> to, put in the, to put in the mud. And I... I tell you, friends, as we talk today about hope, a Christmas invitation, you know, we make a choice every day when we wake up to um, have that knee to kneel, to put that foot right there in the mud and just move forward, whether it's in the mud or whether it's on solid ground, because I know 2020 has been so hard for so many 
and in and in different ways, um, it's been hard. Um, and um, I hope you'll catch our sh- our New Year's show coming up mm-hmm. as we talk about looking forward to the new year and um, looking back to reflect so that you can look forward to that in a couple of weeks, uh, listening friends. But, you know, Kathy, hope is something that we look forward to. And as we get into our show today, we're going to continue to discuss that. And just this amazing verse in Isaiah, how I, I know so many of us have felt like we were living in this land of darkness. But the Lord says, a light will shine in this mm-hmm. Christmas season and always. Well, Miss Evelyn, you told our guests a little bit about what's been going on in your world. Um, what are you looking forward to this week as we approach Christmas? Well, it's doing things like we're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I'm really on holy ground, and mm-hmm. um, we I will have another procedure. Uh, the end of uh, December, mm-hmm. and it, this one's not going to be quite as drastic as the other was. So, uh, you know, it, it's a time when when you know that there's not much else you can do, and the emphasis has to be on the one that does it. Mm. You know, and when we pray for health, uh, and then we go out and do those things that that tear us down. Mm. Um, we we are really out of the will of God. And, you know, one of the things that's so important is that, that you know, that is the darkness of faith. Mm-hmm. It's a shadow, uh, but it's not the real thing. Mm-hmm. And when you get old, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't feel like I'm old. I feel like I'm about I'm better than I was at my 50th. Girl, you look great. <laughs> I'm telling you, you look great. Yeah. So when I look at it now, uh, it's more looks like what Jesus is doing and saying and bringing forth for this nation. And I'm really excited about it. I, you know, it's hard to get excited when we go, you go through a thing like we've gone through in the last, last two months. Well, and Miss Evelyn, I, I got to tell our listening friends, you know, as much as 2020 has just been stinky for so many, right? I, I love your perspective on things because you're like, well, the Lord put me here for another day. I'm almost 90, and what can I do for Jesus, right? And What uh, can we do together? That's right. What can we do for Jesus? Yeah, I, and, and, I always say, I'm here. I'm reporting for duty. That's right. That's right. Well, we're so glad that you're here today. Kathy, as we approach Christmas this week, what are you looking forward to? Just having all of the girls gathered right around the Christmas tree, and we're going to do a big uh, Zoom call with my family in New Mexico and Georgia and Alabama. So we're all going to get on Zoom together, and Daddy is going to read the Christmas story out of Luke. And we're just going to spend some time having coffee together and enjoying Christmas together. We were uh, originally all talking about going down to Mom and Dad's in New Mexico and uh, just with all of the restrictions and everything like that, we just thought, oh, there's so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, we're just going to go ahead, hunker down at home. Everyone in New Mexico is going to mom and dad's, uh, but the rest of us are just going to Zoom in. So I'm looking forward to that because there's been so many Christmases that we have. I mean, most Christmases we're all apart. Eight siblings are kind of difficult to all get together. Uh, but because we're looking at things a new way now with COVID, distance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, distance is not the issue that it used to be. And so 
you know, we're kind of learning how to use technology to connect and be together and be together as a family. So mm-hmm. I'm that's kind of my my highlight that I'm really getting excited about oh, this week. That, I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, Van and I are going to be by ourselves this year. Just just us. Just you just uh, you two. I bet you get some phone calls, Miss Evelyn. Well, hopefully. <laughs> I put them on the bad list if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they hear that. Hear that, Miss Evelyn's family. That's right. That's right. Well, Kathy, today um, we talk about hope. You know, I'm um, – my mom is re- actually recovering from COVID. Um, she – I don't, you know, my mom has said this whole time that she just wanted to live her life and she is careful. Um, mm. She wears her mask everywhere, does all the things, but um, somehow she got a little case of the COVID. Um, hasn't oh. been too bad. Uh, just She's mainly just a little fatigued and has a little cough. But other than that, she said, Carrie, if I didn't know I had COVID, I'd, I'd be out running my errands. And I said, <laughs> well, Mom, that's about right because she's a trooper and she's tough. Um, but I'm so, you know, I'm just so... I'm always so amazed at her just joyful and cheerful attitude and um, just wanting to live life to the fullest and and, uh, commune with people that love her. You know, it's hard in that first year um, and three months losing your husband of of over 50 years. And so I'm just so proud of her with their attitude. it has been hard for her to be by herself um, and kind of in quarantine, but she's making the most of it. So, um, so that's that's kind of our Christmas. Um, but Kathy, Christmas is filled with hope, and as we look to this holiday of Christmas, hope just comes to mind as we think about baby Jesus in a manger. And what that means to the world. Christian hope is hope in God, in Jesus Christ. It is a confident affirmation that God is faithful, that he will keep every word of promise and complete what he has begun. I know in this year, 2020, as we laser focus on some of the things that have been hard for us, let's pull out to the big picture. Let's pull out to that big picture that God is faithful, that he will keep his word of promise and complete the good work that he has begun in us. If we look at that word hope, it's the confident expectation which waits patiently and ardently. I love that word, ardently. It just gives a, it's like a grit word, you know. I'm, I'm going to make that happen for God's purposes to be fulfilled. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, we will dive deep into this subject of hope as we wait patiently and ardently for God's purposes to be fulfilled in this Christmas season when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love, ladies. <laughs> this is Coach Carrie Brinkater. Hi, Miss Evelyn. Hello, Coachy. <laughs> <laughs> so, gra- so glad to have Miss Evelyn in studio with us today. And, of course, Kathy Indebrock, um, our beautiful, beautiful co-host on the line from Boise, Idaho. Today we are talking about a Christmas invitation of hope, friends. Mm-hmm. Some of us have... Um, been hanging on, as Miss Evelyn would say, to this rope of hope, and we feel like we're dangling on the bottom of mm-hmm. it here at the end of 2020. But I tell you what, friends, the Bible tells us 
that hope and faith are real mm-hmm. and they are real. And really, what is the difference between hope and faith? And because the Bible tells us in First Corinthians 13, and now these three remain faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. So what how do we separate the three of those? I think I think it's kind of like this saying this um saying that we found hope is in the waiting, faith is in the moment. This and love is the motivation. That is just wonderful. Isn't that profound, Miss Evelyn? Yes. You know, I look at like at these basketball. We had a basketball game earlier. Um, well, I guess it was last week. And, um, you know, we're hoping to be able to play the game because we've had several games canceled because of the COVIDs. Um, and we're hoping to be able to play the game. And then once we get to the game, you know, we're, yeah. we have faith that we're going to win well, right there in that moment. And we're going to yes. play well, right? And honestly, loving each other and loving the game is the motivation mm-hmm. for all of that. And we can directly apply that to our spiritual lives, Miss Evelyn. You know, hope is waiting, something we're waiting mm-hmm. for, something in the future. We're waiting for God to do great things that we're praying about, that we're seeking his face for, right? And then we get to that moment and we're like, oh, thank you, Lord. This faith that I have in you is so, so wonderful mm-hmm. and so beautiful. And every, both of those actions are motivated by our love for others and our love for Jesus Christ. Well, rope of hope, uh, you have to look at the uh, the beginning of it and the ending of it when you think about it. Okay. Our tie to the Lord Jesus is not for the hope of yesterday, but the hope that is future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. he is standing at the foot of the cross even today calling people to come to the point where they recognize that apart from hope, they'll not have faith. That's very true. That's very because you can't have faith if you don't have the hope mm-hmm. um, to begin with. And I think that's and really Jesus important. And Jesus is our rope of hope. Mm-hmm. Got to hang on and hang on. Well, and this is okay. what I love, Miss Evelyn, because you know I I will go and do the research and dig into the root words and <laughs> kind of look and. You know, when we're kind of putting together these programs, I want to make sure that concepts are grounded both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, because the way that God ties his word together is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I was going and looking up the Hebrew word for hope, it is it's tikvah. And it has a really a very strong meaning, not not just a, a, a great expectation or an ardent expectation, but it literally means a cord or a rope. Really? And it's yes, and it is based on a root word that means to bind. And so when we talk about hope, hope is a cord that that is bound or a rope or a cord that is bound around us, tying us uh, to our faith. It, I mean, it blew me away when I saw this. I'm like, how did Miss Evelyn know that? How could she be so right on with that? And so I'm like, okay, well, Lord, show me in the Bible this word. And so I went and looked up where this word is. And Miss Evelyn, you're going to love this because it, Tikva, hope, is found 
in the biblical story of the book of Joshua. So Joshua is preparing to lead the Israelites into the promised land, and he sends out two spies who come to the house of Rahab, a prostitute. And the king of Jericho hears about these two spies and orders Rahab to turn them over. But instead, Rahab hides them on the roof. And so Rahab is in an incredibly vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable place. And so she tells the spies, I know the Lord has given you this land and a great fear of you has fallen on all of us mm -hmm. so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. So Rahab saw her herself in an incredibly hopeless situation with no way out. But one, she goes to the spies and she asks them to swear an oath that when when they conquer Jericho, that they will allow her and her family to live. And so this is what the spies tell Rahab. And here's where Tikvah comes in. The spies tell Rahab, we will be free of this oath unless when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread this tikvah, unless you tie this to the window through which you let us down and gather into the house your father, your mother, and all of your brothers, all of the members of your household. And so the spies could see when they came to conquer Jericho, they could see this red scarlet mm. rope hanging outside of the window of Rahab's household. And they would know that is the household that is saved. We are we are to um, save that household. Everyone else gets destroyed, and it's just this uh, you know this amazing picture, this very literal picture of um, of what hope looks like. That that hope was Rahab's only guarantee that her household would be spared by the Israelites, and. Um, so Rahab had to wait for the realization of that spy's promise. She had she had that guarantee, but she had to hope for it in the future that they would honor that hope. And this is what I love about Jesus Christ. He is our rope of hope. Mm -hmm. And when he says we are saved and that salvation is guaranteed and paid and bought for by his blood, we can know that that is true. And we can look for forward to uh, the eternal life that we have in Jesus Christ, because he truly is, Miss Evelyn, our rope of hope. Mm. Kathy, do, do you feel like sometimes, you know, as in a secular society, we we view hope as a bad thing? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I, you know, if if you take God out of hope, right, Miss Evelyn? Do you see where I'm going with this? If you take God out of hope, then it then then what are what are you really why are you really hoping for something, right? But with God in the midst of hope, we can use hope as a as a fuel for us. Don't underestimate hope, right? I guess that's what I'm saying is maybe we've thought about it all wrong. You know, I hope I get this or I hope I get that or I hope this happens. It sounds worldly. But when we put God in the midst of it and we pray for things based upon his will for us, then hope becomes incredibly godly. So don't underestimate hope, my friends. It, it is 
It is what can give us power for the future. It's what can give us power for the future. We can hope we get that present we want. We can hope we get into our favorite restaurant, you know, in these COVID times. We can hope that those added holiday pounds come off pretty easily um, after we settle into the new year. But this is a hope so kind of hope. It's like wishful thinking, Kathy, Mm -hmm. right? And that's not the kind of hope that Jesus Christ has given us. So, Miss Evelyn, when you think about hope, I know you you talk a lot about the rope of hope. But in Hebrews, there's these two really powerful verses that describe hope as victorious and unshakable. And let me tell you, that is not worldly. Okay? Victorious and unshakable, friends, that is not worldly. Um, In Hebrews 3... Six, it says, but Christ is more than a servant. He was faithful as the son in charge of God's house. And now we are part of his house as we continue courageously to hold firmly to our bold confidence and our victorious hope. And Hebrews 6.18. So it is impossible for God to lie, for we know that his promise and his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and his comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time and unshakable hope. Kathy, Miss Evelyn, victorious hope, unshakable hope. What are your thoughts on that, Miss Evelyn? Well, the, the Holy Spirit is a gift given to us to be in connection with the one that we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. And prayer is the way we we really put that thing together. Mm-hmm. We plug into God for inspiration. We rely on the Holy Spirit for revelation. Acknowledge the need for activation. We yield brokenness and fear to hope and joy. If you put that together, that's pray. Mm-hmm. Each one of these are important. To the Lord Jesus, if we come to that point where we pray. So it's not just wishful thinking. That's right. It's and the it, kind of hope that the, Jesus gives us. And he re, He replies with our hope with greater faith. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to stop and think about that. Mm-hmm. Greater faith comes. And the, the, the steps that we make every day get higher and higher and higher. Mm. And so when we we think about hope, sometimes we just think we go to the end of the rope (laughs) and just throw it in and, Mm -hmm. you know, say, do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And we've known people that have done it that way. Mm -hmm. In a marriage, you do it in any part of your life Mm -hmm. if you throw your hope away. Can't be wishful thinking. Grounded in the Lord Jesus. Go ahead, So I have have a question for for you, Miss Evelyn, and for Carrie. I mean, that truly we see that hope is anchored in the promises of God. I mean, mm-hmm. truly. I mean, because God will, is unchanging. He will always keep his word. He is the God of truth. When he makes us a promise, we can know that he is going to make good on that promise. And mm-hmm. so when I'm thinking of Christmas and all of the things that I, I hope for, I 
I look at these promises of God and I say, okay, Lord, you said, this is what you said. I didn't come out of this. I didn't come up with this out of thin air. This Mm -hmm. is what you said. And I expect you to make good on this because you tell me you make good of this. And so I, I think of, um, you know, Christ says he will exchange our weakness for his strength. Um, he mm-hmm. says that we will get eternal life in exchange for the penalty of death. And so I have a question for, for you, Miss Evelyn, and for Carrie. When you think of the promises of God that you can anchor your hope in, <clears throat> what would be, what would be the promises that you, both of you, really steadfastly anchor your hope in? Well, mine would be be a new home. You know, I'm 90 years old, and I'm going to be moving <laughs> on up. And I'd like <laughs> me to talk about that. And, we, you know, there's no one in my family that's lived to be 90 years old. Mm, and that's wow. scary. But it's also so abiding to know, mm. Lord, I, I, you're there. And, and But, you know, hope is a desire and an expectation for something. And hope is anchored in what? Promises. promises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these promises, the, the new home, Miss Evelyn, that you talk about, a new heart to take out that heart of stone and give us a heart that loves Jesus and loves people. Um, you know, another promise that he gives to us is he will never leave us or abandon us. You know, I love that old poem. It's called Footprints in the Sand, and I I don't have it printed out right here with me, but it's basically a poem about a person's life, and and they look back upon their life, and they, in the good times, they see two footprints. Mm-hmm. They see two sets of footprints in the sand, four feet, two sets of footprints in the sand. Um, but in the hard times of their lives, they look back, and they only see one set of footprints mm-hmm. in the sand. And and the person writing this poem is like, Lord, Lord, why? Why, whenever in the hardest times of my life, did I only see one set of footprints? And the Lord said, because that is when I carried you. And he promises to never leave us or forsake us, friends, in this year that has been a little bit challenging, right? I promise you, you look back on those hard times this year and the footprints that you see in the sand, that single set. I mean, the Lord is carrying us through this, friends. He's carrying us through this and looking forward to the other side. Kathy, he promises he will refine and purify us rather than leave us in the hot, dirty mess that oh my he gosh. found us. I am so grateful for that because I look back and go, Lord, thank you so much that I'm not the person that I mm-hmm. used to be. Thank you that when you extended your this invitation, this Christmas invitation uh, to me of eternal life, that even though you were gracious and accepted me as I was, you said, okay, child, there's going to be some purifying. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, uh, I'm going to take that heart of stone. I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. Um, you're going to, things are going to um, touch your heart, a, you know, quite a bit more. And, and you're going to be aware of, of your actions and how that impacts others quite a bit more. You're going to move away from selfishness and you're going to start to really put me first and you're going to make others a priority. And I just, I just thank him so much that he does just engage in this purifying promise with each of us. And, um, and my favorite thing is that he promises 
he promises us a, a good and victorious ending. I mean, we can we can know when we're in the midst of the mud mm-hmm. that on the other side it is glorious. Well, he, he, Jeremiah laid that out for us to see. He says, "Call on me, and I will show you things, mighty things that you've never seen before." Mm-hmm. And you know, we that's what we're in right now. We're in that period where God is calling us, wake up, wake up. I love you. I have a plan. And that should be our prayer this Christmas season, Evelyn, is to wake up, you know, to to look forward to the future and know that God is right in the midst of all of this. Mm -hmm. He is in the midst of all of this. He has a plan, and it's perfect. And our tiny little brains cannot comprehend that mighty and perfect plan, and we may and we may never until we see him face to face. Well, there, you know, you look at anything of change, and it, the you have to really take it apart to see what it is, and that's what America's doing right now. And when you look at it and you see the need, it was greed that brought that all of the things together in this last election. That tells us watch it, get on get on time and watch it, because he's promised, his promise to us is I will come again and receive you unto myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know we can get really angry and get mad and just all this emotion. What's the point? Yeah, because God is in the midst of all of it. Now, Kathy, before we can hope for the promises of God. We have to believe in these promises of God. <laughs> That's true. If you don't believe a promise, you can't hope for that promise. That's exactly right. Or who's making I mean, it? <laughs> and, you know, I love the, these three principles of, uh, they call it Christian virtue, are faith, hope, and love. And they all are wrapped together and spur one another on. We can see that as faith grows Hope just soars. Mm. And um, there's this great um, quote from John Engel James. He's a pastor from 1859. He says, faith believes that great object is attainable and hope desires and expects it. And Ooh. so it's, I mean, it, it's when when you have an expectation the Christian hope is a sure expectation. You know that that has been delivered. You know that that is, you know, when you talk about something being a sure thing, we're like, it's a sure thing. I mean, with, with God, when we talk about his promises, friends, those are sure things. And I just encourage you, go into the Bible, look at these promises of God, and you can you can bank on those promises. They are sure things. And when we look at faith, faith is like a a guardian of hope. So it's so important to remind ourselves of the works of God in our lives, what he has done for us, what he has done in us, that we weren't, we we are no longer the person that we once were. We aren't, we don't want the things that we previously wanted. We aren't tempted by the things that we previously were tempted by. Um, We need to look at those promises that he has fulfilled in our lives, the prayers that he has answered for us, what he has done in and for our family, what, what mighty works and faithfulness has he made known through his word. Friends, these are the things that we need to remember that fire up our faith, that our hope would 
would shine and be that light that is our joy and witness in an unbelieving world. This is what I would encourage our friends with, and this is what I encourage myself with. If you feel your hope dimming, strengthen your faith. Go in and get in God's word. Recall those things that he has done for you. Um, recall his faithfulness in your life and over the life of your family. And that, in turn, will fire up your hope. So, Okay, so say that again, Kathy. If you feel your hope dimming, d- get into the word. Okay, if you feel your hope dimming, mm-hmm. we have to remember that faith is the guardian mm-hmm. of hope. So if you feel your hope dimming, go in and look at those times that Christ has been faithful, that the Lord has been faithful to his word. Those areas in your life where he has answered prayer, where he has changed your heart, where he has created you into um, a a new person Mm -hmm. and press into that faith and you can see your hope begin to soar as you anchor yourself once again into those promises, knowing that he is faithful to fulfill them. Well, and I think what you said is really profound, Kathy, that it's important to remind ourselves of the works that God has done in our life because we don't want to get bogged down and wallowing around in in, in the in necessarily the present circumstance, right? Yeah. Then we look back and remind ourselves of these phenomenal works that God has done in our life and and how he has changed us from the inside out. Next week we are interviewing a phenomenal, phenomenal guest and he told me that um, as soon as the Holy Spirit took over his life, there was a drastic change in him. And it, the people that he was working with were like, dude, you're really different. And they started apologizing for, like, cussing around him mm-hmm. and doing things <laughs> that were, you know. Billboard of faith. He hope was is at, a bill. Yeah, Go ahead. Hope is a what, Miss Evelyn? A billboard. Oh. If people see in your and, and I've experienced this in the last three months. When you see there's such a great need, what do you do? Mm. You know, you pray and you wait. You pray and you wait. Mm. And if you've got friends that love you, they're wanting to get on there and lift you up and put them. That's normal. But the real healing comes when we come to this point of the things that are keys to God's love. Mm. And when we look at the the big picture, you have to come to the point where you recognize that he is speaking today the way he spoke to the 300 before he was he departed heaven. There mm. were times in his life when it was so hard, the Lord just laid down and cried. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have times like that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is this, is where is our faith? Mm-hmm. We don't have hope if we don't have faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what this season gives mm-hmm. us, Miss Evelyn. It's the foundation of our faith yes. that um, God sent his son to this earth as a baby, fully God and fully man, mm-hmm. to give us hope. And for a the living future. example. A living example and hope for the future. Miss Evelyn, I love you so much. Hope is a billboard, friends. Hope is the billboard. It's going to shine all over us. It's going to be <laughs> big as big as that billboard on the side of the road because people are going to see that we have our hope put in Jesus, mm-hmm. not in things of this world, because things of this world will always, 
let us down. Rob us. And rob us of that of that joy, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn. But that hope in Jesus, that billboard will will shine for And it's him. available. And it's available. Friends, I tell you, when we return to Love Talk, are you waiting on that Christmas party invitation? Are you waiting to RSVP for something fantastic coming in the future? Are you hoping for that? Hmm, what could RSVP mean in this time of year, the Christmas season, when we return to Love Talk right after this? And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on 101.1 FM at 1120 AM, today's Central Texas Christian Talk. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio. Today is Coach Carrie Brinkater and the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, and we are talking about hope. A Christmas invitation. And Carrie, when you went out, you talked a little bit about a Christmas party. And I, I know there's not a lot of Christmas parties going on right now. But in the past, I know that there have been a lot of really neat Christmas parties that I've gone to. And I know the two of you, for sure, especially you, Miss Evelyn, have probably been a part of some amazing Christmas parties. So I have, I have a question for you that I want to set up a little bit here Um, And friends, I want you to think about this as well. Have you ever heard about a Christmas party and you just were so excited about it, you hoped you would get an invitation. And when you finally did, you just RSVP'd as soon as you received that invitation because you were so excited that you had gotten an invitation for that party. Now, when you RSVP'd, you no longer had to hope that you were invited You knew you were going. You weren't just invited. You were going because you had RSVP'd. And you could actually count the days until that party. You could plan what you were going to wear and who was going to be there. And Evelyn and Carrie, when I think about what makes a great Christmas party, I think of an amazing host. I think of super fun guests and something really good to celebrate. And when we're talking about this Christmas party that we are going to have in heaven, this party that is, Miss Evelyn, it's being planned as we speak. And Revelation 19 gives us a few details about the party, about the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is going to be celebrated at a great banquet. And we, as the church, his bride, we're going to be seated with him. I mean, and and it's all white linen. I mean, we're talking white gloves, white linen. It's it's going to be quite the party. And so when we look at our Christmas scenes, when we maybe look at these creches and we see Mary and Joseph and the wise men and the shepherds, we know that those same people that are just maybe sitting on our mantle in a in a in a, in a Christmas scene, we can look at that as a, a party scene. It's a celebration of Christmas. We can see these people and get to know them in God's word. They are all going to be guests sitting around this table with us. So, Evelyn Carey, my question to you is this. Who do you most hope to be seated next to? Miss mm, Evelyn, you go first. You know, that is a hard question. <laughs> I, I, I don't see myself sitting. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really can't answer that question. You know, but as far as companionship, I, you know, I just love people. You do, Miss Evelyn. And, you know, sometimes that love is not uh, rewarded. You know, you just have someone turn on you. No reason at all. You know, just something they wanted and didn't get. Um, But, you know, when I see um, 
us three ladies. I see us sitting there and just clapping our hands, and mm-hmm. you know Jesus is going to be here in ten minutes, and we're going <laughs> to we're going to have a little talk. Uh, I think it's the standard of mine uh, to the to the place where you would exempt, you know, some of the things Jesus is telling you to do, uh, especially for those that halfway believe. Mm. We have friends that are not really Christians. Mm. They they think they are. It's not for us to judge, but uh, the questions they ask us, and Kathy, I know you have a lot of this, always comes back to where I am bigger than God. Well, Miss Evelyn, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, though. You know, you're you're not going to be sitting around. You're going to be you're going to be talking to everybody at the table, and I I know that because I've seen you work a room, Miss Evelyn. Um, and, <laughs> that is so true, right, Kathy? Um, but whatever you're doing, you're going to be love talking. Well, you're going to be love talking and walking. You can't sit still. You know, and you follow the Holy Spirit. Isn't that the truth, Kathy? That and, you know, no matter where we're seated at that table, um, if we think about the Christmas story and I think about the real people. Now, these are not characters, friends. The Bible is true and real. And these are real people that existed just like you and I. And for me, I think in this day and time, I, I'd like to hear Joseph's perspective. You know, not that often. I'd like to hear his perspective of. I've got to make, I'm betrothed to a woman who is pregnant. Am I going to believe that she's divinely pregnant? Am I going to believe that? How much do I really love her? And I just, I want to hear that And what do I want to really know? What, and, you know, oh, yeah. there is an answer. Well, and I, I just want to hear that perspective, Miss Evelyn, because we, we want to make our men these days just weak. Like, we just, I don't know, society is telling our men to be weak. And I feel Joseph was the strongest of strong because you know what? It's masculine to love your woman well. It's masculine to, um, to treat your woman well. Like, cowardice is not loving your woman well. Cowardice is just, yes. is doing things that make her look poorly. But he didn't do that. He was masculine and manly. And I just, I'd love to hear his perspective. Now, Kathy, what about you? Okay, this is this is my whole strategy here. I am going to sit in between <laughs> King Solomon and the wise men. Okay, so one of the wise oh. men is going to be on my right. And King Solomon is going to be on my left. How's Eric feel about and, that? <laughs> and then I am going to shift my chair just a little bit back. And I'm going to ask King Solomon and the wise men a couple questions and get them talking. And I'm just going to enjoy their conversation. Mm. And I'm just, I'm excited about that. What on earth are they going to talk about? And who's more wise, King Solomon or the wise men? Like, mm. you know, hey, obviously it's King Solomon. Everybody knows that. But still, <laughs> you know, put a little test there. Well, friends, this is what I love about this <laughs> is that. When we receive this invitation, when you receive an invitation to the party, every single person's invited, but only those who RSVP are going to have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And this is what we need to be so aware of, the importance of RSVPing to this Christmas party. And uh, so we put together a little acrostic for this program. I want to walk that through with our friends. So... 
again, the good news, everyone's invited. It's not just Whoa. for the beautiful people of the world. <laughs> it's for the sinners, the saints, and mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. in between. But we must RSVP. The R is for respond. We must respond to the invitation, acknowledging we have received and we accept his personal invitation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The That's S amazing. is that we acknowledge we are a sinner, unworthy of the invitation, and that we are in need of a Savior. Mm-hmm. We're so grateful for that. V is that we accept the victory that Christ purchased for us with his life on the cross, paying the sin penalty of death and rising on the third day that we would also live in victory with him. And P in the RSVP is that we proclaim the Christ, Christ lordship over our life, that we are his. We proclaim that we are no longer children of darkness. We no longer take part in the invitations, temptations, or priorities of the enemy. But we proclaim we are now children of hope and light, followers and disciples of Christ. And so, friends, this is what I want to ask you today. Have you responded to the invitation? And if you have, you have the option and, and the calling on your life to show everyone around you that they have that same invitation right there in their hands. And we can pray for them, we can talk with them, and we can encourage others throughout this Christmas season and throughout this coming year to respond and RSVP to that Christmas invitation that they're holding in their hands that has been sent out personally to them by the Lord of hosts. It's the whole reason for our season Kathy, Mm -hmm. is this Christmas hope is for everyone. Not a Mm -hmm. single person is left out. Christ is our rope of hope, and he came for every single person, for all of us. He came for each and every one of us to love us, to guide us, to direct us in every single thing that we do. The hope of Christmas is timeless. Grab a hold of that rope of hope and uplift your spirit with joy all through the year as we approach the end of this season. The message of Christmas hope proclaims that Christ, our Lord and Savior, was born for us personally to save us and to give us life, friends, to give us life. If you have felt like life has been um, one of a struggle this year. Just know that God came to give us life and enjoy every minute of this Christmas season and go into the coming new year with this message ringing in our ears. Stop being terrified for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people for today in the city of David. A savior is born to you who is Christ the Lord. Friends, you can find the Christmas story in the Gospels. The Gospels, um, I I really love the Christmas story in the Gospel of Luke. It's just beautiful the way that it's written, um, the way that Luke writes that. His account of Jesus's birth, the Christ child, was not always a child or a baby. He grew in wisdom and he grew in stature and the favor of God was upon him. That's Luke 2, 52. So also joy, peace, love, and hope must grow in us, friends, this Christmas season. We pray that you will RSVP to the invitation that is extended to you 
by Jesus. Friends, respond to that invitation. Acknowledge and receive and accept his invitation. Acknowledge that you are a sinner unworthy of this invitation and in need of this Savior. Have victory in Christ because he purchased our lives, friends, and he gives us a free gift of eternal salvation. And proclaim that he is Lord of all over your whole life. Friends, we love you so much. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We pray that this season will be filled with love and hope for the future. God's hope. A hope that is real. A hope that is true. Friends, we love you. For my co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, for the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.